Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. City of farts. Are you farting just for God damn it, Haley. You said you were going to take this seriously. I mean, no such promise. Yes. Uh, uh, we, we, we watch La La Land, so you know what that means. It's in the basket. The, the writer's, writer's bagel, bagel basket. basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! Because if you were gonna be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody! Quiet, you. Pizza, pizza, pizza! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby? Hello, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Curland. And I am the other Curland. So, Haley begrudgingly... Very begrudgingly. Uh, picked La La Land for the end of Musical March. Hooray! <laughs> I wouldn't have picked this. Can you feel the joy radiating off of my face? Haley hates this film. I I, do. I absolutely love it. You do. I think it's magical and I would never put it in the... You do. No, I wouldn't wouldn't say that this is a a film that... that, What were they eating? What were they thinking to put an independent film in a musical together? (laughs) However, because I love you, it is in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Well, don't you review good things as well as really bad things on Writer's Bagel Basket? Well, we do. Isn't it? It's like you review things on both sides of the spectrum. Well, but also that's mainly episodes of of, of things that are like from good things that like, whoa, what were you guys thinking? Okay. So in your defense, you loved Whiplash. So this I would... did, but I, Whiplash but this... also scared me. Well, J.K. Simmons scared you. Yeah, J.K. Simmons scared everybody. So, so much so that they gave him an Oscar. Well, I'm trying to Please defend you. Please don't yell at us. <laughs> I'm trying to defend you to myself by myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying... You don't have to defend me. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to other Scott because he's very unhappy right now. No, um, no, but I understand. He made, he made Whiplash. Yeah. And now he followed it up with going from one extreme to another. Yep. I I would I guess I would say this is the equivalent of when it's really cold out and the next day it's like seventy nine degrees. Yeah, I would agree with that. So a little backstory. In fact, one might say it's a little too happy. <laughs> Anyways, a little backstory. Uh, La La Land was written by Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle, as we said before, was the writer and director of the short film Whiplash, which turned into the movie Whiplash. However... Which turned into the musical Whiplash. I would not say that musical. (laughs) However, 
La La Land was his original screenplay. He wanted to make that first. He wanted to do an old Hollywood jazz musical because... Of course he did. (laughs) Because they didn't do that back in those days. So the studio looked at his script and said, nope. And he made Whiplash instead, thanks to a generous contribution of people. And then the studios were like, hey, you know that little musical you want to make? We'll do it. (laughs) And here we are. They started dancing to his tune? Yes. Originally, the film was supposed to star Miles Teller in a secondary uh, reteaming with Chazelle, but they had a falling out. And uh, the actress they originally casted, Emma Watson, decided to do Beauty and the Beast. How smart of her. Well, Ryan Gosling was originally cast as the Beast and decided to do this instead. Mm. I don't know. She would have won an Oscar if she did La La Land because Emma Stone won the Oscar. Mm. All right. Now. Yeah. It also won the Oscar for Best Picture. Oh, wait. That's right. It didn't i was about to give you the stage and, and let you go on your on your little alice in wonderland journey through oh this isn't an alice in wonderland journey there's no wonderment here i'm letting you go down the, the rabbit hole on this yeah all right and i'm bumping musical instruments all on the way down all right get on your soapbox in fact, box. that's what jazz is like it's like mu- musical instruments falling down the stairs no it's not <laughs> i'm sorry to everyone who loves jazz out there Anyway. You mean like me? I love you. I love you too. (laughs) I I will say the only problem that I have with Damien Chazelle's script Mm -hmm. is is the fact that he always uh, adds in the same stuff. The stuff that was in Whiplash about, you know, Mm -hmm. Charlie Parker and the whole chicken on a stick thing. That was, we already heard about that. Pick something new. We know, we know you like something. You can stick with jazz, but just go in a different direction. I will say just to, you know... Uh, you know, to not turn everyone against me. I, I did. Oh, they're already against you. Oh, that's, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I'll stand on this soapbox all by myself. <laughs> but, um, I know I'm in the minority. Anyway. It's so, you and five other people. And you know what? We are a proud five. <laughs> so are you saying there isn't anything you like about this? No, there are things I like about it. Prove it. I don't believe you. Listen, I know it's like me and five other people who hate this movie. I know I'm in the minority here, but listen, <laughs> yeah, we have you... pins and t-shirts. We are a proud group of like two, five, like five to two people. <laughs> Were you the guys that gave uh, Faye Dunaway the wrong envelope at the Oscars just to pull it away? Yeah. Yeah, we were. It took a lot of work, but we made it happen. You know how that happened, right? Yes, I do. The guy was too busy trying to hit on Emma Stone. Of course he was. <laughs> that he didn't take away her envelope that she won the Oscar. <laughs> I find that hysterical. Anyway, so uh, I do love the cinematography. I think this is a pretty film to look at. I enjoy the color scheme and the aesthetic. Every scene, every shot could be a painting. That said, everything else I hate. There is nothing else I like about this movie. The songs are so catchy. No, you like the one song that I don't like. Oh, you mean the John Legend song that everybody's supposed to hate? Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. But first... You're You're like the person... When Snidely Whiplash used to tie Nell to the train tracks, did you root for him? 
maybe. <laughs> I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, so the movie begins, appropriately enough, on the on-ramp of broken dreams, as I like to call it. Okay, I didn't find that... filled ch- with people driving to Hollywood in the hopes that they will achieve stardom. Okay, it is always jammed because, on the 405. Yeah. People don't realize how serious L.A. traffic is. Like, people have to actually put bottles of water in their car just in case, like, there's a major heat wave and they're stuck there. Well, those are for the people who can't afford air conditioning. (laughs) Or who are foolish enough to drive with the top down. Yeah, well, didn't you see see what uh, happened in New Jersey, like, on that bridge? People died. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Write your congressman. Yeah. Um, But, so... All these people are here, and this woman starts singing, like, yeah, we've all heard it. Anyway, so they start, like, singing about, like, how they found their way to Hollywood. and Okay, she was tricked. Yeah, I know. I I I didn't really understand, because I can barely hear them singing. I can barely hear what they're saying, because the music is louder than their voices. And I hate that. What? You know, I'm like... I can barely hear what she's saying. It's drowned out by loud, like, jazz music. I would love to see a literal... Like, we should have watched this with the captions. And then the the song lyrics would have been like, He got me in his car, told me he had candy, and we went really far. My dreams were going out. (laughs) Saw the Hollywood Hills. Is that song called How I Met Harvey Weinstein? Jesus Christ! Well. I wasn't going there. Anyway. We don't say his name anymore. It's going to be Double XL Unmarked Grave, according to John Mulaney. Yeah, that's that seems appropriate. But anyway, so they're, they're all singing about how they want to, you know become stars and like they're you know trying to make it in hollywood and um how it's of course going to be them and when it's really going to be like in reality two of them maybe and one of them will end up on like a lousy sitcom that lasts like maybe three seasons not if they have a netflix deal that lasts five seasons yeah well so, like, I love, by the way, I love how they're, like, climbing all over people's cars. I would kill someone. <laughs> hey, I just got this painted. Like, I, I, there's so many moments in this movie that I just want there to be, like, one normal person who's like, hey, get off my car. <laughs> like, Why is everyone singing? Yeah. Um, so. That camera's just going in one continuous shot. Yeah. So, and speaking of what not to do in traffic, uh, Emma Stone, uh, also known as Mia in this movie, she's sitting in traffic. I think she's, like, in front of Whoa, whoa, uh, we Ryan skipped Gosling. over one, one way what? important thing. What? There's a truck filled with merengue drummers. Yeah, and God knows how long they've been in there, too. Yeah, and if you were talking about a heat wave, like, do you think that's why they then cut to a shot of a girl doing a twirly spin, lifting up her skirt? Like, oh, man, these guys have been in this truck for yeah, a very long time. Let's thing. give them something to look Every, at. Every, like, time they show a woman dancing, like, is it, like, a rule, an unwritten rule, they, ha- they have to show her underwear? That This all started, like, in West Side Story with Rena Moreno. 
second time this month we're talking about Rita Moreno. Yeah. Um, thanks, Oz. That yeah. was weird. Listen to the first episode of March, guys. Um, but Rita Moreno in... Um, yeah, I know. West Side Story. West Side Story, when she did uh, I Want yeah. to Be in America, she lifted her skirt and they're one like... time? I Want to Be in America. That's the only one you get. It's the only one you get. Stay. Don't. You, nope. Not gonna do it. One more time. No. Where do you want to be? <laughs> no. Anyway. America. Um, but she did her little doop-de-doop twirly spin and you yeah, know, I know exactly what you're talking and about and then it and started a chain it started chain reaction because then bye bye birdie did it and then the sound of music her and her habit yeah that never it's happened it's like that <laughs> old music. like can can dance thing yeah but they never showed their undies no they never showed their bloomers They're, these aren't like underwear it's just like like shorts but anyway um no they looked like granny panties <laughs> Yeah, but they all like match the dress, so it's it's I don't know. Yeah, it, anyway. it 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 looked like it looked like a bathing suit with a skirt that like like <laughs> that you would have with your little arm floaties. Yeah. That oh man, Emma Stone needs to get to swim practice. Yeah. And I love how one of the women like has a fan. Like she, I know she's doing like some sort of samba dance, but in reality, she was keeping that fan in her car because she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. We pan over to Emma Stone, a.k.a. Mia. She's sitting in her car. She's running lines. Right behind her is Ryan Gosling. I didn't think she was running lines originally the first time I saw this. Well, duh. That's what she's supposed to... Duh! No, but I mean, like, obviously that's what they were going for. But she's got, like, a pile of papers in, like, in front of her. <laughs> Did you just 80s sitcom me? Badoy! <laughs> Come on, schmackling! <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so, and she does something that you should never do. Look down on the 405. Yeah, pretty much. Because literally, like, sitting in traffic and not moving when traffic is moving is the L.A. equivalent of killing someone. (laughs) You're committing a serious offense. So I can't blame Ryan Gosling, who's who's, uh, in his car behind her when he... Pulls up beside her and is just honking and flipping her off. You know, the meat cute. I'm just saying that he still uses a tape deck player. Of course he does, because... He's lost in a time you that's know, once forgotten. You know how they do the transitions, like spring, summer, winter, fall? Yes, I did see when... Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, what they should have done is, like, introducing... The hipster for Ryan Gosling, because that is what he is. He is the biggest hipster in this movie. Oh, I, uh, I have a vintage car, and I have a tape deck, and, you know, I don't have a cell phone. Like, just, his character is just ridiculous. Even I like his character. standards. Okay, I like his character. And I felt like any other year, he would have won the Oscar. Like, mm. He would have. Who did win the... Oh, yeah, it was... um Casey Affleck. Yeah. And a hush falls over the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, deadly silent it did. So I know this movie is like, supposed to be like an old love letter to Hollywood. But it's it, not it, supposed it, to be. It is. They, yeah. they copy so many things. Oh, I know. Including the old shtick of like the coffee shop girl who... You know, wants to be an actress. Ooh, I'm so sick of that. Why couldn't they make her, like, you know, like... 
She works in like a medical office or something. Well, usually it's supposed to be a diner waitress. <laughs> yeah, but still. She's in like a food service industry. I'm just Well, if they wanted to go full like classic Hollywood, they should have made her a call girl like Holly Go Lightly. Yeah, that movie would have had an entirely different tone to it. <laughs> Anything you want, no kissing on the lips. <laughs> want to sing a song? That will cost you extra. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Well, she's, There's okay. so many things in this movie that you could turn into a drinking game. Okay, well, how about the fact that she is a very bad actress? She's a she's... good actress, but she is bad at wanting to be an actress. Yeah. I think that's something we should get into a little later, though. You could get into it, like, so many times throughout yeah. the movie. So she goes, like, to an audition, and, like, in my mind, she nails it. But, of course, you know, Hollywood, there are probably, like, ten other actresses just as talented as she is. She cries in an audition. She she does fake tears, which, that's how Rachel McAdams got the notebook. That is. Because she cried on cue, and they're like, you got the role. That's it? That's literally what she did. So nobody else could cry on cue? No one thought to cry on cue. She went the extra mile. It says she cries in the script. And have you ever been in an audition for a movie? No. It is. Or have I ever wanted to? It is a nightmare. Because you're trying to act and it's always someone going, but you said you loved me. Why are you leaving me, Jacob? Why? You promised you would love me forever, and you're like, because you don't understand, Karen! I need to be a man! Yeah, so you're acting your heart out, and there's someone, there, there's a monotone casting director. I feel a story coming on. Uh, okay, we've stated before on the podcast that I, yes, indeed, ha- have auditioned for movies when I was younger. And the only movie I actually made it to the audition was Leave it to Beaver. And (laughs) they auditioned people. It was the most distracting audition ever because they held it in the now defunct comedy connection in Boston and Faneuil Hall. So they held these auditions in comedy clubs. And usually what they would do is they would break it up into lines and like separate the people so you wouldn't see someone else acting but we were dumb kids and they're like oh these kids don't know right from wrong in an actual audition so they had all of the eddie haskells and all of the beavers you know in different sections and uh i was in with the beavers (laughs) i auditioned to be the beave and they looked at me and they go are you sure you don't want to be lumpy you know, his fat best friend. And I was like. <laughs> How to destroy a kid's self-esteem. And keep in mind, I was seven or eight. Point two I, seconds. I was seven or eight. I was like, I'm not that fat. And they're like, oh, yeah, you are by Hollywood standards. And I was like, I, and it didn't help while I'm waiting. My mom goes, do you want a donut? I was like, no, I don't want a donut. <laughs> I'm wanna... not lumpy. Damn it, I'm beaver. <laughs> so, so th- they decided, you know. Why aren't these kids acting right? So they decided to mix the Wallies with the Eddies with the Beavers so that we weren't getting, you know, two in our heads. So they had a Lumpy, a Whitey, a Beaver, a Wally, and an Eddie in one room where you can hear... They weren't even rooms. They were were cubicles 
that you could hear everyone else acting. This, this just sounds like they're trying to like form the like the lamest boys band ever. Well, the kid who got cast was there oh. in Boston. They found him in Boston, mm. Cameron Finley. Okay. Um, I believe that's where they found him. Either there in New York. Yeah, but could you really like picture yourself cracking lines like "Gee Willikers, man"? That's how I did it. <laughs> and. But the other thing that they had us do is they tried to get us to read the lines from Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay. And I told Dwight this. I didn't read the kids part. I made them read the kids part thinking, you know what? I'm going to prove I'm a real actor. I'm going to give direction to them. You know what? They didn't fucking like that. <laughs> so I was like, how about I read the Scatman Crothers role? And I read it and they're like, thank you. Goodbye. We'll let you know. And for they four, never let you know. I waited by the phone for four weeks. You didn't. Yeah. Oh, no. But now I know all I had to do was cry on cue. Now you've learned <laughs> your lesson. And ever since then, Scott has cried in every single audition he's ever had. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so... So that's why I'm calling B-shit, B-shit, bullshit, BS on the, this audition because she would have got the role. Yeah, more than likely. Um... Yeah, and I love how somebody just walks into the room. That happened. That happened when I was auditioned. Aud- auditioned. <laughs> that happened when I was auditioning. Okay. Apparently I'm having a stroke and I don't know. Flirp, flirp. Okay, so she, she, I guess, bombs the audition. But she didn't. She was really good. I just love how she walks past, like, an army of redheads. Yeah. And... I, I always like it has to be a redhead. <laughs> Says in the script must be a redhead. <laughs> I guess maybe she was reading for the part of what's her name on uh, Riverdale. Mm. Uh, uh, no, not Veronica. Uh, Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl. Well, considering Cyril? Riverdale came out way later. Archie existed way before that. Yeah, but not the movies. There were cartoons. Anyway. Um, yeah, cartoons. And you need to have the specific look while you're voice acting these characters. Where do you think the song Sugar do 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 do? Anyway, speaking of songs. Um, no, but before we go to the songs, I want to talk about her house. I don't think she could afford that house in her, in L.A., even if she had all those roommates. No, because they're all struggling actresses too. My my friends were all struggling filmmakers living in L.A. and they could afford a house like to rent. Really? Yeah, okay. in Culver City. Yeah. I was just shocked because like to afford like an apartment in New York is expensive enough. I can't even imagine well, the, like having they were a in house LA. in L.A. L.A. is a little cheaper than New York. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's spaced out doesn't seem spaced <laughs> there's more real estate in la than there is in new york well yeah um okay so um just so you guys know Haley has like a book filled with notes i do i do i'm trying to decide which one i want to talk about first um yeah so so um then they we kind of get introduced to more to uh 
um, Ryan Gosling's character, whose name is Sebastian. Yeah, I thought that was clever because they they do her perspective and then they do his perspective. Yeah, of the, the actual. Deck. I will say I did like that transition, and like he he comes home and his sister's there and she's like trying to help him out and pack, and he's just giving her shit. Like he really is. He's just like I don't need you here helping me. Well, and, she he, she was sitting on a very famous chair. But so was he. Well, he paid for it. And I guess, so he bought... Paid for it with what? She's She comments on the fact that, like, he doesn't have a job. Well, and... apparently he was going to open up a club at that, that now Samba Tapas oh, place. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which he stocks. And, and he got tricked by... I guess there was a shyster guy who promised him the lease. How do you not know that this guy doesn't own the property? Like, this this is the equivalent of, of a guy on the street flipping a coin with a fedora. And he's like, hey, hey, buddy boy, <laughs> you want to own your own nightclub? Um, that, that. But I love right how she's just like basically like telling him, grow up, get a job. You You want things in life. You're going to have to work, you know jobs that you might not necessarily care for well and i love how he he's like oh i'm like a phoenix rising from the ashes no you're a pigeon like shaking away the garbage there's no there's nothing phoenixy about you well she tried to set him up with a girl and i thought that that girl was gonna end up being emma stone wait when did she try to set him up with girl? she's like you also need to meet new people. Meet this girl, and she gives him this girl's phone number, and he goes, she's probably not even going to oh, like yeah, jazz. Oh, yeah, she doesn't like jazz. Wait a minute. Now that I think about it. I thought it was going to be Emma Stone. No, but going back to the whole, like... <laughs> Do you remember what you uh, told your friend when you first met me? <laughs> she probably doesn't even like movies. <laughs> no, no, they were trying to get me not to date you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... So I already had my own nefarious plan that I was going to date you no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm not going to go after... No, nah, man, I'm not going to go after her. She doesn't even like movies. That's my... That's the sound of my eyes go... Ex- yeah, that was your excuse. Well, they bought it, and then that gave me more time to woo you. Mm. To court you. Get you in my web of lies. Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, so they... Join my cult. Join my cult. I'm in your cult. <laughs> so. I've been in it for many, many years now. Yeah, let's get back on making fun of this movie that I love so dearly and mm. think of like a family member. Mm. Way to make fun of my family. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the redheaded stepchild of family members. That's still my child. <laughs> Sorry to all you redheaded stepchildren out there. No, you're not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we then they show um, while uh, I guess Mia is getting ready for a night out with her friends. Um, which they're like, I love how they're desperately trying to convince her that she well, needs to go that. to this party. Wait, what's before that? What? Well, all of her stuff is before his stuff. No, I thought this is. No. Well, anyway, either way, I know we're going to be flip-flopping, you know, here a bit. <laughs> if you're going to make fun of this movie, do it right. I'll do it however I want. This is why Dwight and I don't take notes. 
no. had to take notes. I have a lot to say. No, but yeah. So in Hollywood, actresses need to go to parties to network with people. Yeah, and she doesn't seem to get that. Like, I, like, she's really very shiny and dumb. Like, <laughs> she does. Every- I know that's a terrible thing to say, but, like, she has no clue. She really doesn't have any clue. There, like, there, there's literally a whole song about her, like, saying, like, oh, there could be someone in the crowd. Yeah, that someone is an agent who you need to meet because you have no hope. Yeah. No but, hope. But most of these guys, like, she gets, later on, she gets introduced to a writer who, he clearly is hitting on her. Oh, yeah. Hard. But, you know, she's like, yeah, he can't get me a movie deal. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, a really sad part of, like, Hollywood, too. Like, figuring out who's actually seriously invested in your career. No one's lonelier out- than a writer at a Hollywood party. <laughs> <laughs> but also you lived in la did you enjoy it i didn't live in la i I visited friends for a couple of weeks and no i did not i wanted to get the hell out of there yeah i missed new york i missed you know a guy trying to stab me on the subway and then i missed watching two homeless people make love (laughs) those two things really happened thanks flatbush So yes, yet, but I, but you're romanticizing this movie. Yeah, because this is the part of Hollywood that I wasn't staying in. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's bad at being an actress. <laughs> yeah. The 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 what what would you call it? Like the commercial side of it, or like the marketing. The side business of it? side. Yeah. Yeah. She just thinks it's all about like trying your hardest and dreaming your dreams. <laughs> See, I I don't understand why you don't like Ryan Gosling in this, but I like Ryan Gosling more than I like I, her in it. I think he is just as disillusioned as her, and he proves it time and time again. Not yes and no. No, he's no, also no, bad I should at the marketing yeah, portion of it because until he gets good at it, he he's then ends such up, a purist. He he. But he puts his steps, differences. He puts his differences aside to join the. John Legend uh, band The Messengers. Yes, and then he proceeds to punish her later for making him join the band. But we'll get to that later. Um, so, because, like, he's, he's such a purist when it comes to jazz. And he's such, he's such a hipster. And he, so they show him at, a, like, is it like a bar or nightclub? Um, and he's playing a piano in jk simmons surprise, oh it's, surprise it's a restaurant yeah a restaurant it's a it's like like a piano bar or a restaurant i think it's supposed to be like one of those italian restaurants mm-hmm. where people play for you while yeah. you eat your mozzarella sticks but yeah jk simmons owns the restaurant he's just like i just want you to play christmas music now he could have like still played christmas music and like f- like made it all fancy and like nice because I've seen, like, YouTube videos of, like, people who take regular songs and they make them gorgeous. Yeah. And he plays literally the most basic. He plays, it, like, the chopsticks version of, like, here comes Santa Claus, here comes I wouldn't Santa say Claus. chopsticks. I would say it's more like Rankin and Basque. It's like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like, specials. It, it would be playing, like, in the back as Rudolph's, like, I want to be a dentist. <laughs> like, 
Well, that was the elf. The elf. <laughs> be a very different movie if Rudolph just wanted to be a dentist. Oh, man. No, you're going to pull the sleigh, but I just want to be a dentist. I would love for, for the elf and Rudolph to go into business as elves and reindeer who also operate a dental practice. <laughs> Rudolph, can you just shine your nose a little bright so I can see this molar? <laughs> but no, he's playing like this this Rankin and Bass style. Bum, bum, yep. Dun, 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 dun. yep. And of Add course, a little and then, sex appeal yeah. to it. Well, uh, he does. He starts going into jazz. But then he does it for himself. Right. Which I understand. I did understand because he was getting nowhere. He was getting like barely any tips. And it's only It was after, his money. <laughs> right. It's only after. Well, everyone knows you put your own dollar in there to get no, things going. No, he put his entire wallet in there. He put... He Hard put, time, Scott. Hard time. He times. put in $8 I watched. So, um... Yeah, but uh, then everyone takes notice. But of course, J.K. Simmons is angry and he fires him. Which I don't, I, I do understand because it's like, it is his place, he runs it, he gets, you know, a say in what gets played. But first of all, it's piano. It's not like he's going to stand up and like do a rap song. Well, I think that, and, I truly 100% believe that J.K. Simmons' character in this was the character from Whiplash. He yeah. got fired from the university, yeah. from the conservatory, and he opened up his own piano bar, and he didn't give a shit about jazz anymore. All he wanted to do... Yeah. Now the sound of it just, like, makes him cry. Yeah. It's like, I used to have a career. I used to play such beautiful music. Um, but... <laughs> I made Miles Teller. He had in a car accident in that yeah. film. I drove... I drove hundreds of young men insane. Um, but... First of all, you don't want J.K. Simmons running the show after watching a movie like Whiplash. You don't want J.K. Um, Simmons after watching Oz. I, I'm terrified of J.K. Simmons. Not because he played which, a white supremacist, because he has the voice of an angel and he's letting it go to waste. I know. Why didn't they have him sing in this movie? He, I know. Missed opportunity. I found out that he was in Guys and Dolls. Yeah. He's a lovely man, as I understand it. Yeah. But he plays such terrifying characters. Um, I don't think you're hearing me. He was in Guys and Dolls. Speaking of, I don't think you're hearing me. He was in Guys and Dolls. Oh, I believe it. Just. Yeah. But I love how you, how you say, like, I don't think you're hearing me because I love how Ryan Gosling is like, but I hear what you're saying. But uh, what you really mean is like, and I really hope that his character doesn't apply this philosophy to women. Because, oh my God, Jesus. Well, that's like the whole like, your mouth is saying one thing, but your eyes are saying another. Like, that's just. No, I will. <laughs> Ryan Gosling is a gentleman. He is a gentle lover and he has eyes that you could get lost in all day. According to Ava Mendes. flirting with Ryan Gosling again? More of a Ryan Reynolds type of guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, and then he acts like a total douchebag to Emma Stone, who was the only person who actually liked his music in the club. She's like, I heard what you played. And he's like, bye Shove. Felicia. Yeah. And then it pans forward. I don't care about you. I don't need your love and adoration. And then it pans forward three months to spring. And she is at another party working it. Because she's finally gotten the message that she needs to show up at these parties. It's finally sunk in. But she is there, like, 
obviously enjoying yourself, but what does she see, Scott? Ryan Gosling is playing in an 80s cover band. Ooh, I run. I run so far No, it was uh, Take On Me First, because she requests and I ran. I know. And she is a bitch about it. I I loved that scene, though, I will say. I enjoyed that scene immensely. Well... Because she clearly remembered who he was, and it had enough of an impact on her that she had to, like, just, you know... I would have believed him more if it was, like, the next day. Instead of it being, like, three months later. No, I can see that. I don't think she would remember him three months later. Hmm. Not in Hollywood. Wow. Um, but, so... This is where he calls himself a serious yeah. musician. I will say, I enjoyed their first banter. Yeah, I'm a serious musician. I am, I am an artist with a capital A. And she claims to be an actress, but she's a barista. Yep, yep. And the the irony of their circumstances is not lost on either of them, and I like how they, you know. Yeah, this is where we meet that, that that poor writer, because I felt bad for this guy. I love how he's like, I'm gonna write a story about Goldilocks and the Three Bears from the perspective of the Three Bears. And I'm gonna make it a tri- not a trilogy. By any chance, is your name Wes Anderson? <laughs> I would totally pay to see Wes Anderson's The Three Bears. Mm. Roll like a stone. Well, we're getting Isle of Dogs pretty soon, so you're not far off the mark. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I I still never understood how he was able to just grab his keys from the valet and everyone else had to wait. Yeah, I didn't get that. Well, well, remember they all had Priuses? I did appreciate that joke. Yeah. Like, every, so... The movie, this whole scene was really good for me. I enjoyed their banter. I enjoyed how she made fun of him at the party. Um, you know, I like, so I was on board. And then the singing started. And then the singing started and the tap dancing. And it took me back to tap class and Miss Maria's school of dance. I never got to tap tap dance i asked my dad if i could take tap dancing lessons and my mom's like oh that would be so cute and my dad's like the hell he is because i saw christopher walking give an interview and say you know my father used to let me do tap dancing and it got me these auditions so i thought you know if you're gonna send me to all these freaking leave it to beaver auditions i better know how to soft there was more than one well I don't recall Beaver being a big dancer, do you? No, but, like, you need to put stuff on a resume. For an acting resume, you need to put, like, knows how to play the guitar, knows how to tap dance, knows how to ride a horse, in case they write, there's a scene where Beaver has to tap dance, like, Mm. or there's, like, remember in the Little Rascals movie where there's that talent show? Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let me, as someone who took tap, you're not missing out on much. <laughs> I don't know. They looked like they were having a blast, and he was really good. My best days in tap class were when a girl kicked her shoe off, and it hit the mirror, and it shattered the mirror. Oh, and also when a girl like projectile vomited all over the studio. That was Those were some great memories. <laughs> she shouldn't have done that. <laughs> was she the black swan? <laughs> I've seen your white swan, but you need to see your black swan. Um, no, we all had to carry around, uh, cardboard banjos. 
My favorite part about that was initially I went for ballet. They took one look at me and they were like, no. <laughs> they saw how uncoordinated I was without me even moving. Yeah, but... They're like, no, we need to add more weight to her feet. But that doesn't take away the fact that I wanted to tap dance. No, and I... Well, you know, I hey, could have been like Ryan Gosling. It's not I too could late. have been in La La Land. It's not too late, Scott. <laughs> no. It's too late for me. I have no coordination. Also, I just... I understand this is, like, one of the most famous scenes in the movie. But it's so cheesy. No, it's beautiful. I love it. I this is another one of those moments where This is my favorite song in the whole movie. Like mm, This is another one of those uh moments where I really wish there was a guy just like standing across the street and he's like, "So, uh, you guys in a show or what?" <laughs> like <laughs> Just like they finish up and he's like you "Guys are good." Yeah, Can you but do that again? I will say that her singing voice is very thin in this. Yeah, it's when, very reedy. Where in Easy A, you hear her belt out knock on wood. Well, didn't you say that that was slightly auto-tuned? Uh, a little, but I mean, this was it very... It certainly seemed louder. I don't know. This this just felt like... Yep. So I love like how they're like, singing. I don't like you, I don't like you, but we love each other. And then they're about to kiss, and she finds a car, and then her boyfriend calls, and she drives away. Doesn't that just, you know... <laughs> what, what, what is that, um... What is that phrase? Doesn't that just, uh... Steam my clams. <laughs> Steam my clams. That really razzes my berries. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't that just butter your biscuits? <laughs> All right, when get back on your. When you're dating a girl and she has a boyfriend. <laughs> I like this. I like their will they, won't they? Because then he ends up in the coffee shop, and you know, oh, uh, you have the stupidest woman in the world who's like, "Is this Cinnabon have gluten in it?" The answer Is may surprise yes. you. <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know. I, that, that was the one line I was like, oh, that's too cliched. Yeah. That right there. I still like this movie a lot. All Can right. Can I have the Cinnabon made out of quinoa? Oh, God. <laughs> uh. And can I have a drink also filled with quinoa? <laughs> uh. I just want to point out that this film was nominated for 14 Oscars. Yeah. But only one how many? Six. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Six and a half, really. <laughs> Let it go. You know how many Arrival won? None. You love Arrival. I do, too. <laughs> Apparently, I am having a stroke. <laughs> no, I do you lo love Arrival. I love it too. <laughs> no, <Yes>. I. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. Anyone else smell burnt toast? <laughs> no, it's okay. I do, I do love Arrival. However, mm -hmm. with that said, yep. it won no Oscars. Where this one won six. 
There are plenty of movies that are really great that haven't won Oscars. Like Lady Bird. Yeah. We should, we should do that for like a list on uh, our other podcast, Curling on Film. <laughs> Thank you for cross-promoting. <laughs> okay, get back on your soapbox. Not box. so much uh, cross-promoting as it is cross-pollination, I like to think Yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Someone pointed out to me, every time I have you as a co-host, they're like, oh, it's like when Regis used to have his wife Joy on. I was like, oh, thank you for comparing me to Reg. <laughs> All right, Joy, get back on your soapbox and badmouth this really wonderful movie that won six Oscars. Mm, six and a half. Anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> never, it's never going to get old. Oh, man. Uh, so, I'm going to go so back to finally, the Oz episode. <laughs> so finally, they agree to go on a date for research after he like. No, she likes him. Oh, yeah, of course she does. But I love how she's like, I don't like jazz. And he, like, he stops cold. Like, calm the frick down. I don't know. I would have done the same thing if she said you didn't like movies. Nobody doesn't like movies. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I've met people who are like, I don't get movies. What? It's true. Uh, I don't know what there is to get, but yes. I was like, what What are they missing? <laughs> I miss the good old days. I don't why they have to project images on a screen for our entertainment. I don't understand. I like I like my, my photos static. Yep. No, I mean... I like it's them just something by like a crank. Yeah, but it's just something he was passionate about. He he loved his jazz, <sighs> and she was, you know, a horrible actress. Yeah, but he's so like almost like aggressively passionate about that. Like you can be passionate about something and not be like aggressive about it. He was downright like antagonistic about it. Well, yeah. And I understand someone not enjoying something you love i mean yeah but here we are <laughs> yeah but he just assumed she was talking about elevator music and then she said that's what she was talking about yeah but notice how they say like oh she she makes the point that jazz is something that people just talk over they talk over every single they did that like, on porpoise <sighs> yeah i know but that was the point <laughs> yeah so because so she distracted agree. him finally, from his goals. They finally agree to go on a date. And, but she, of course, because nobody has a calendar in Hollywood, she's like, her boyfriend comes and he's like, hey, you ready to go out to dinner? Oh, that was tonight? Her boyfriend was awful. Yeah. He was boring, too. Yeah, I will say. Well, I mean, um, she wasn't really interested in participating in her date with him either. But it was a double date. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then, of course, she realizes, like, she needs to be with Ryan Gosling, so she runs to the theater. I will say, seeing Ryan Gosling all dolled up just to go to, a, like, an old movie, and then sitting there, like, looking for her, like, every time somebody moves, um, every time, like, somebody, like, he sees, like, a shuffling in the theater, he's like, oh, is that her? Oh, is that her? Like, breaks my heart. Anytime I see that in a movie or in real life, I'm just like, oh. It's because you like dogs, and that's like a dog thing. Are they home? Are they home? That um, is not true. <laughs> oh, it's it's such a it's such a dog from uh, up type of thing. 
Well, no, it's just like, you know, he was clearly very looking forward to it. He put a lot of thought into, you know, all she that missed, night. All she missed were like... The, the opening credits. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, but like he still sat there. It surprised me. Um, but um, so, and then they had like, the date gets progressively more and more romantic and then they have to go to the, the, um... What what is it called? Observatory. Yeah, the observatory. Where there's no night guard. This place was clearly closed. Well, this is when they're they're on their rebel without a cause tangent. <laughs> like I, I I wanted there to be a scene where the, like there's a night guard and he's just like at the gate and he's like closing up shop. Can we go in? No, I'm I'm closing. But we're lovers. Well, in that case, go right in. <laughs> No, I think it'd be more like, but we're lovers, as long as I can watch. <laughs> Let me get my camera. <laughs> but, <sighs> do you want to talk about it? No, I don't, because this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and you hate it. I do. This is the famous planetary scene, uh, planetarium, planetary, planetarium scene where they dance on the ceiling. Like Lionel Richie, they're dancing on the ceiling. And Scott's like, oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that magical? And, and Haley's like, like, I'm dead on the inside. I hate this. I'm not dead. It's just there's so much. There's only so much cheesiness I can take before I just, like, I can't do it anymore. There's there's a reason why every you time I'm like, going to see a movie that I know is going to be schlocky, I get nachos. Because I want something to go with my cheese. Are you proud of that? That's what I did when I saw Tomb Raider. Every time I see a Tomb Raider movie, I get nauseous. Just saying. Seriously, I do it. Get that in Mike and Ike's. It's my tradition. I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be crap. You you knew you weren't going to like it from the very beginning, so you should have got nachos. You have no one to blame but yourself. Yes, I should have gotten nachos in our home. Um... But yeah, I literally wrote worst scene ever. It's not. Th- it's beautiful. Just, it's so with the stars and it's the- so pulled apart from the rest of like the reality of the film. It's so silly. It's right up there with like the dance scene in Moulin Rouge, where like all of a sudden like he sings that note and like. And everything stops, and then all of a sudden they're in the sky, and they're dancing over Paris. It's the same thing. But in here, it's okay, and in the other movie, it's just cheesy. No, it's cheesy in both. No. But Moulin Rouge, at least. In Moulin Rouge, that's a metaphor for him getting tuberculosis from her. (laughs) (laughs) I meant them having sex. (laughs) The artist disease. No, it, I just think it's beautiful because it just starts with them about to dance underneath the stars and, and then, then they become the stars. No, no, but then only one of them will become a star. He becomes a star in his own right. That's what we call foreshadowing. I just hate how like the napkin, or was it his napkin or his kerchief? His, his, his uh, handkerchief. Yeah, it flies up into the sky. I'm but, just like, oh, come on. literally he, when we first watched this in the theater, I was like, oh no. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, no. <laughs> I hated it then and I hate it now. His facial expressions throughout this movie are great. I love his facial. Oh, yes. He's just darling. It's just ducky. They're great because everything. Because they are. <laughs> Shut up. 
unlike this movie. <laughs> so then, of course, they move in together after they share their romantic kiss and um, everything is great. They're in the honeymoon phase of their relationship. And, of course, that means they have to do the honeymoon montage. It's not really a montage. They just show them at the club. It's a montage. No, they show them, like, out with friends. They show them, you know... Kind of. At home. They show them moving in. Like, they... It's it's a montage. It is a straight-up montage. And it is so clear to me that she is just... Like, I mean, we all do it. We've all been in that relationship where we, like, we enjoy, we think we enjoy something because the other person enjoys it. She is clearly Wait, what? doing that. <laughs> no, no. I, in my younger, more vulnerable years, Scott. <laughs> do you really not like Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I freaking love the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I... I love the Ninja Turtles long before you came into the picture. I'm, I'm just saying that I love just... Ow. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Haley doesn't clip her nails. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just love that they actually showed the honeymoon phase, but they also showed the destruction of them. Well, yeah, that's what the whole movie focuses on. Well, no. It that's, comes in that's... the form of John Legend, which is right now. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I want to talk about more how she's nope. just enjoying jazz because nope. he does. It's very, very clear to nope. me. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, and I love how, yeah, I, I love how he wants to name his club Chicken on a Stick. But Seb's is terrible. That's, like she, that's her name for it, the club. Well, yeah, but that's what everyone calls him is Seb. Short yeah. for Sebastian. But that's like, that sounds like a name of a jazz club. Chicken on a stick. His ideas are terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> and this he, is where. He, he literally is a starving artist. Yeah. And it bites him. It bites him hard. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. My only problem with the film, and it's not that big of an issue, but I didn't, I didn't like the character of John Legend, and I didn't like his casting in this. Yeah. I I wish that they, it, I I heard other people talk. Why have a movie where everyone is supposed to sound like real people singing? That's why you got Emma Stone, and that's why you got Ryan Gosling. <clears throat> then why get someone like with the voice of an angel to be? you know, in this movie. Yeah. They should have got someone who can sing decently, like get like a Michael B. Jordan type or someone like that. Like Yeah. And I thought that I like I love John Legend, but I found him incredibly distracting in this movie. Distracting how? Cause to me it wasn't his character the lead singer of the messengers it was freaking John Legend singing John Legend, doing John Legend things and and being old John Legendy, <laughs> like I was waiting for him to be like all of me, Just all of you. you, and then he's then he does that. <laughs> and the only song <laughs> the you way, like. By the way, our album drops next month. You can look forward to that. Um, yeah, it really was the only song that I enjoyed. 
So the, this is where it gets weird because he joins yeah, John Legend's cult. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I love when he first like he goes in to like practice with them, like to feel feel it out. And then like John Legend sits him down and he's like, Look, I know it's different, but Jazz is dying and this is how we keep it alive and like Ryan Gosling is saying nothing yeah, that's during what, this scene. That's why I was like, I didn't say anything. I just sat down. Yeah. What the fuck did I do to you, man? Dude, this is lunch. <laughs> like, what did I do? Just let me enjoy my chicken on a stick. Um, but I, I did the I did some quick math. So mm-hmm. John Legend says we'll pay you a thousand dollars a week. I'm guessing before taxes. Yeah, plus a cut of merchandise and um, what was the other thing? Like uh, oh, sale tickets. Ticket sales. So yeah. they're touring every day. <laughs> sale tickets. Ticket sales. They're touring every day. So so you have to imagine he gets a thousand dollars from that, mm-hmm. and then he gets a thousand dollars for the week. Yeah, he's making some sweet money. So why is Emma Stone being kind of a bitch about it? Well, I mean, money, you know, like, she still doesn't get to see him, and, you know, it it doesn't make any difference to her. She's not with the person she loves or cares about. But she is But she doesn't on... end up with the person she loves or cares about. She, so she's working on her one-woman show while he's... <laughs> Are you laughing because away. I made a joke about this? Yes. <laughs> Do you want me to do her one-woman show? Yeah, sure. Oh, I didn't see you there. I gotta tell you about my family. They're full of crazy characters, like my mom, who talks like this. And my dad, who talks like this. <laughs> That's every one-person show I've seen, except for when, I, when I've when i seen John Leguizamo or Eric Bogosian stuff. Yeah. Like, they actually do it really well. Yeah. Like, uh, Eric Bogosian comes out and goes, Hello, my name is Eric. I'm a recovering human being. <laughs> and it's actually really funny okay. where where you never see Emma Stone's one woman stone one woman. woman stone <laughs> Emma Stone's one woman stone one woman show but it just always ends with her turning out a light life is like a rolling stone <laughs> life is like an Emma Stone uh no but so it just opens up with her in like an Annie Lennox suit Mm-hmm. And then it ends with her in a, her barista suit, her barista outfit, turning out a light. What happened in between? Apparently, nothing amazing. <laughs> I, and I love how, uh, like, I, I know, obviously, it's purposeful that, you know, like, what, five people showed up? Her Well, uh, three her three roommates, they're you know, sugar daddies. And, like, the homeless guy. <laughs> and then someone who comes in to play later. Mm. Um, and, of course, she, like, you know, she gets disheartened because it's like it's like a comedian bombing on stage for the first time. They, you, you really get disheartened and you can't handle it. No, not when I did. No, I, I was like, no, what? <laughs> Screw those guys. I'm going to do it even more. It, well, that's a good attitude to have, but I'm just saying, like, for many people, like... Well, that that's the problem I had. Yeah, she 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 should have known that this road was going to be long and difficult and complicated. Because, 
like, look, she's wanted to do this all her life, clearly. I feel like, and she, like, she's clearly gone to acting school. This is something they tell you in acting school. I, I wrote a play in college, and we rehearsed and we rehearsed, and then I we performed it, and, like, no one showed up. And you know what we did the next night? We did it again. And then a few more people showed up. And then we did it again. And then there was an ice storm and no one showed up. But <laughs> but then we got to do it again and again. Yeah. Like. You just do yeah. it until people show up or until you work it out the way you want to work it out. Yeah. It's literally like polishing a stone. A one woman <laughs> stone. So like they, they do the parallel of her one woman show not having anyone. But before that we saw her going to Gosling's concert and it's just filled with people this was the most ridiculous scene ever because not because of the music but because she looks so shocked at seeing him perform with this band yeah because i i I said to you i was like didn't she listen to his music before she went to the concert she'd have like oh you're gonna be touring with this band i should probably listen to them see what they sound like but she looks so shocked that he's touring with this like like jazz band that's not a jazz band they're like in fusion yeah so like if i cut an album would you listen to it right away or... uh, well yeah like... yeah if it's the person you love like they clearly didn't love each other where, in your opinion, you think that they had the chemistry of siblings. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the major problem I had. Like, when they bicker and when they, like, you know, I just see, like, a brother and a sister. I did not see them, like, as lovers. Lovers in the night. So, Those ships should have passed each other and then kept on going. Well, that's why I thought that she was jealous of him. And, and like, he, he right, does. Because, and I think part of it is jealousy. Because she literally gets pushed into the back of the crowd, and obviously that's like a metaphor. And she lets it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, but before her one-woman show... Also, she knows someone in the band. She should have been right up front. She should have been backstage. Like. Yeah. Yeah. With the other, you know, players' wives. Um, <laughs> wives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with Chrissy Teigen and... I love Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying he was John Legend playing John Legend. But uh, so like before her one woman show, they had a they had a fight because he. It, that was the stupidest fight. Well, also shame on her because he surprised her like he, yeah. he took yeah, a day. Like, I can only be here one night. Yeah. He, Sorry, I'm slowly dying in this corner. It's OK. <laughs> um, yeah, he took off like a night where they they could have been like. I'm guessing that they were at a hotel and he flew back. Yeah. To see her because he missed her. Yeah, and he made her and dinner. She and she acted very sweet. like a total bitch. <laughs> no, no, not in the beginning. She just said, "I want to make sure that you." Everything she said was clearly coming from a place of concern. Until. Until she, you know wasn't being realistic because he he was being the adult this is what i was talking about him saying that you know i need to focus on you know actually having a career before i try to make my own career he was right he was but i can understand what she's saying because she also doesn't want him to have regrets later and lose sight of his dream 
But she's saying, that's fine. But I want to make sure you really love what you're doing. All he That's had, fair. All he had to say is, I'm using this $20,000 I'm getting a month to save up for my own my yeah. own club. Why yeah. don't you just chill out, Chicklet? Maybe less forcefully than that. Well, <laughs> well he gets all mean for no reason. Yeah. But yeah, he... you Like, if she gets mean, he takes it to a whole nother level. Like, he like is like, you know, oh, you're... You're an actress. You you do things, you know, for people that, you know, I, I don't even remember what he said. Well, no, what he said about the actress line, that made sense. He, he said, you're an actress. You don't always have to, you don't always get to do stuff that you like. Yeah. Which. It's true. Valid point, because she even said that that audition that she went on for the Dangerous Minds TV show. Yeah. Sucked. Yeah. So, Until she thought she was going to get it, in which, in which case she was like, I feel like I was too harsh about it. And, like, he was right, but then he, he went too far and he said, you know, I forgot what he said. Oh, yeah, maybe you just liked me oh, better when I was poor and... Maybe and, you just liked me when uh, I was suffering because you felt better about yourself. Yeah, that was... That was uncalled for. Yeah, he... Drew the line and then stepped right over it. <laughs> Ryan, I was on your side yeah. when you said the line about being an actress and going out for stuff that, you know, you might not always want to go out for. That I agreed with you on. You lost me. Oh, Sebastian, you're a real chicken on a stick. What? That's my new insult now. Because <laughs> it was such a bad idea, so I'm just going to use that for, you know, as a phrase for bad ideas. Eh, it's a real chicken on a stick right there. <laughs> yeah. So this is where she definitely gives up too easy. Mm-hmm. She, she goes back home and he goes... Well, no, she goes back home after her one-woman show again. Like well, she... we already did that. Right. But he doesn't show up. Yeah, because... Well, that is and isn't his fault. Like, well, this is the calendar again. problem. <laughs> See? Nobody has a calendar in Hollywood. Nobody feels like keeping a calendar. Nobody keeps track of their dates. Nobody knows how to set an alarm. But um, she, like, she comes out, you know, and she's really upset, and she's really disheartened, and she sees him, and he's obviously not on time, and he missed the whole thing, and now she's just, you know, the drama begins. Yeah, okay, she hits him, and that was cruel, that was... She didn't for. really hit him. She pushes him away. No, she whacks him. She's like, get out of my way. <laughs> well, um, and yeah, then- but see, she's like, oh, this is this is it for me. I can't take anymore. You don't know how fame works. I literally wrote that. You, She does not understand. She, like, one, like, she takes one bad night and she just throws all her hard work down the drain. Yeah. And even, like, Bitch. after their fight, he still, like, which still was totally in the wrong. He's still trying to encourage her, and he's still trying to be like, look, I, I know I messed up, you know, we'll we'll figure this out. Like, he's still trying to make it work. And she's just like, no, I'm going to go home. She, yeah. She's like, yeah, I wasted uh, five or six years of my life here. Her character's only supposed to be, like, 25. 23 so like she it, it's implied that she moved there right after high school yeah so like you didn't 
wait. Oh, she did. So she didn't even go to acting school. No. <laughs> no, she just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she she does not understand how Hollywood works. So. But it doesn't matter anyway because she gets famous. Yeah, he gets a phone call from a casting agency. Well, she's at home because, like, she's her. She he, the she gave out his number. Yeah. Well, she was living with him. Right. Um, so then he drags her to from Boulder City, Nevada, to the audition, yeah. which I said to you, like, that drive, he said that he'll pick her up at 8 and to make an audition at 10, where to drive from Nevada to California is like four hours. Mm. They were not going to make that audition. Movie logic, movie logic. <laughs> Um, and then this is where she sings the other Oscar-nominated songs way, from this movie. I love how he waited like two seconds for her to come out when well, I, he's like, "I'll be waiting out, you know, f- uh, you know, for you that morning." Well, and it, it wasn't like, quite eight o'clock yet. I I thought he was just gonna drive around the block and then just. She's like, "I just got coffee, Jesus." Good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Jesus, you couldn't make it in a thermos. Now. This was nominated, this song, this and City of Stars were nominated for Best Song. Which one do you think should have won? The Fools Who Dream or, uh, or City of Stars? I guess City of Stars because I find that more catchy. I do not <laughs> like that <laughs> other song. I like it. It's just... My family's filled with crazy characters. <laughs> the song... She's singing about her aunt who died of, from alcoholism. No, she didn't die from alcoholism. She, she said she drank her. She got drunk away. and she drowned herself in the river. No, because she remember she said she, like she she jumped in the. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's it's she, up to interpretation. Do you know any, like I know that there are some weird. Um, auditions out there but they literally told her to just tell a story no they've done that before really they've okay. done that i've, I've been to audition okay where they because i'm not saying it's unheard of like they usually make I, you do it's it certainly in not unusual but i was just curious if that happens more frequently than well they did say they were going to be building up the the character around you know an actual person but she should have made up a fake story or like a story about i thought it was going to be like a, she was going to sing a song about sebastian and then that would have caused problems oh, because nothing's about sebastian <laughs> she truly doesn't love him it would have been it would have been even funnier if she sang city of stars and she got famous off of that song he was like but i oh. <laughs> but i oh man oh shucks ah um, i mean but is, I, I will say, I don't understand why they couldn't reconcile. Yeah, this is where it gets stupid, and I was about to say that. Um, because and he could have easily gone to Paris with her. Yeah. They even should... Uh, we'll get there. It, but <laughs> it, was, it was just... The fir- their fight was stupid, and then the fact that they couldn't reconcile after everything... Because like, she they- says, I really love you. And he says, I really love you too. Yeah. And I understand that like some, like love is not always enough but i feel like here it was really stupid yeah so she becomes like this julia roberts style actress mm-hmm. yeah we we, we you pan know. forward five years 
and she's famous, which she doesn't deserve it, but <laughs> yeah. but finally he gets his club, which I was very happy about. Because even if you're still an unknown and you and you land like a role, you still have to work. Yeah. Like, you know, you still have to put a couple more movies under your belt before you can really achieve what that it, level of success. What normally happens is you get that star making role and then then you get, you know, another role from it and then another role. Yeah. So probably It's like rule of three, I think. Yeah. So but she probably got Yeah. Her agent based on this. Right. Um so this is where I get really sad. This is my favorite part of the movie, the ending. And not because it's almost over. <laughs> you saw that one coming a mile away. But she she ends up with a husband, played by Tom Everett Scott from That Thing You Do. And if you've listened to this podcast before... Speaking you, of catchy songs. You know how much I love That Thing You Do. So that makes me that made me very happy. And also, his character in that movie is obsessed with jazz. Mm. So I thought that was very appropriate. Um, this is my favorite moment where they do the what if. So her and Tom Everett Scott go out. Sliding doors, if then. Yeah. They go out on a date. They end up missing whatever they were supposed to go. I think one of her roommates had a play. Yeah. That was in LA and was then going to go to Broadway. So they go to, um. uh, Seb's. Seb's, which is Ryan Gosling's. Like she stops dead when she sees the sign. You'd think that would have been her cue to like be like, nope. <laughs> We're going. Yep. Um, and then it's the what if. So for the next nine minutes, it's a m- musical montage of what would have happened if. And they make you think that it, it's going back to the beginning of the movie. And like the entire yeah. movie was just her daydream of what could happen. Yep. And how it all would have been better if literally it, the moment everything changed was when John Legend came into the picture. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I would have almost liked it better if we saw what, like, where they left off from when she had her audition and then see how it went wrong again a little bit. Um, like, what? So, like, you know how they, like, say, I love you and I love you. I would have liked to have seen them try again, like, in that montage. And then see how it fell apart again, but they still kind of, you know. But in the montage, it's never that they fell apart. No, but I would have liked to have seen it that way. Eh. No, I, I like the montage. Where like how love sometimes is not enough. Mm. But my problem is that it, it picks back up with him finishing playing his song. Mm-hmm. And then she goes her way and he goes his. I would have loved if they left it ambiguous where it just ends with, you know, the montage ending and then the credits come up so you don't know what's real and what's fake. Yeah, I can understand that, but, you know, that's been, you know, kind of done a little bit to death. (sighs) So, it's that time. Yeah, you go first. Bagels! How many bagels, Haley? And they better be damn good reasons i will give it five bagels you're taking eight out yeah why um well at least two for cheesiness um because i thought 
there were there were certainly problems I have with the movie. Like I did not buy that the two leads were like. I just. I really saw them as like a brother and sister. I did not think that they had that sort of chemistry. Um, (laughs) And there's just, I just, it's, yeah, like I said, it's too cheesy. There are scenes I don't particularly like or, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've aired my grievances, so it should be pretty obvious why I'm taking out a whole bunch of bagels. I, I love this movie. I am taking also, your eight bagels think, and I am adding them I to my basket. I think this movie is overrated. I really do. It is overrated. I am taking okay. your eight bagels. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. My turn for the bagels. You already got your soapbox. Wait, can box. I just say one thing? Fine. I will give it six and a half bagels. Or, no, sorry, five and a half bagels. The half is for the best picture that they almost won. <laughs> I'm giving the seven and a half. I'm taking your seven and a half bagels and adding it to my thirteen. Oh God. Twenty and a half really? bagels. Really? Not I, even you're gonna take out even one. That that. Even a half of one. Nope. Not even a crumb. No, I love this movie, and in any grievances I, I've had about the movie, that end scene, that what if scene makes up for everything because it's so well done and so beautiful (laughs) i love this movie Mm. i love old hollywood i've seen every i love old hollywood musicals i love singing in the rain i love bandwagon wagon i i just i love the idea of of these two people trying to find love in hollywood and mixing that with a big budget musical, I just love that. That's that's so kooky. <laughs> and yes, I say kooky. I don't know. For me, it was a real chicken on a stick. Yeah. Okay. I got it. You didn't like the movie. You <laughs> but think you had no idea what they were eating. <laughs> <laughs> but just because I hate something doesn't mean I begrudge you for liking it. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. You always make fun of this movie every time I'm about to watch it. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll stop trying to watch it when I'm in the room. No, just kidding. Wow, this is magical. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> anyway, we've I'm come... never coming back on this show, am I? <laughs> you have to. You live here. Anyway... So, we have reached the end of the episode, but what we mm-hmm. have also reached, we've been doing Writer's Bagel Basket for a year. Mm-hmm. So, the next episode, um, a different uh, comeback host is coming on. Your brother is going to be on the show, and we are doing Small Wonder. Uh, really? We'd, it's all come full circle now? We are, d- well... That doesn't mean that's the end of the podcast. No, for, no but no, but I mean, like, you, I, you I just know. thought it, it was appropriate on the year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Actually, the year anniversary was in March, but we were we already had the theme of musical March, so we're doing. This is a belated. Yeah, a belated anniversary, anniversary. episode. We are doing Small Wonder, Woodward and Bernstein. You guys thought Chewed Out was an insane episode. This one is about a girl who <laughs> finds her face on a milk carton. Jesus. Yeah. 
So uh, find out next week what we thought about that. So You Haley- excited? Because I know I am. No, but I'm actually excited. The Small Wonder episode is one of my favorites. And not just because it's the first, because that one is actually crazy. This one is even more crazy. Um, Haley, thank you for being here. You're welcome. And uh, Can I uh, untie myself now? <laughs> no, you tied yourself up. But uh, wouldn't I be the one who's tied up because you wanted to do this movie? I didn't want to do this movie, but... I needed to, like I said, I had some stuff I needed to get off my chest. I feel, I feel better now. I feel healthier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being here, sweetheart. You're welcome. Until next time, I am Scott Kerland. I'm Haley. Bye. Bye. Bye.